G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, an interesting issue has been arising of recent times, especially when it comes to the planning conditions that councils set out for the establishment of mosques and those groups that might stand in solidarity with Islamic groups to build mosques. There's been a very interesting twist in Melbourne. Uh, Let's catch up on the issues that surround this with the Salt Shakers and Jenny Stokes joining us once again. Hi, Jenny. Welcome back to 2020. Good to be back. Jenny, interesting support coming for mosques from a group that you might not think would be in any way associated with the religion of Islam, and that is feminists. How does that all fit? Well, that's certainly the question that I asked in um, in a post I did this week, and I, I finished my post with the question, and it says, um, why are these revolutionary feminist groups, and that's how they actually describe themselves on their own websites, the two particular groups I'm going to mention, why are these feminist groups supporting the building of a mosque when Islam doesn't give equal rights to women, it opposes homosexuality and allows Muslim men to have four wives? And it seems to me that um, that some of these issues get divided into you know left and right. And I was saying to Peter this morning, it's actually like my enemy's enemy is my friend. And in some ways that expresses it, that, that they're opposed to the conservative um, politics, the conservative issues, so therefore they, they end up supporting the Muslims who are under claims of racism. But of course, really when you look at it and what they're actually doing by supporting the building of a mosque and supporting the establishment of Islam, they're actually saying, well, they're ignoring what Islam is actually about in terms of its treatment of women. It's very, very interesting because when it comes to the strength of hatred, it's almost that it's stronger against those who would want to be on the side of perhaps what you'd call a Christian side, it's stronger than even the principles that feminists usually stand for. Well, well, that's right. And certainly what we've seen in a lot of these protests that we've been involved in, um, certainly our causes, uh, I've had March for, uh, March for the Babies, pro-life marches on the streets, and you get a group of people, and we've had police say to us, look, these people are well known to us. Uh, you know, we see them regularly at a range of protests and often organised by the Socialist Alternative, the Socialist Alliance and so on. And seeing these groups, you know, collecting anybody who doesn't like the, the conservative side or the status quo um, into one banner. And it turns out that there's um, there's been a couple of coalitions formed in Melbourne, partly as a response to Reclaim Australia or the United Patriots Front's approaches where they're saying, look, we're concerned about Islam. And so what we've seen is um, about a year ago there was a group called uh, uh, Say No to Racism, and it was actually written up in the Green the Green News Weekly, which is um, sort of the left, one of the left newspapers, and it was, you know, as a no room for racism group, very diverse and inclusive. And in fact, Green Left Weekly said anti-racist participants included socialists, anarchists, feminists, refugee rights advocates, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people, and the politically unaligned. <laughs> All were united in a common cause to stop the spread of racism in Australia. 
And of course, we would all say that we're not in favour of racism, that we're all all one people. In fact, as Christians, I would say there aren't. We're all the one race, and so you know we might have ethnic groups and different different um, backgrounds, cultural backgrounds, but we're all one. And certainly, as Christians, we believe that. And so we had that group. Then there's been another group set up as well, and that seems to have taken precedence. In fact, the Green Left Weekly said it'd be good if these groups worked together and we didn't have two groups. So the group that was protesting out at the the, um, the council meeting was called the Campaign Against Racism and Fascism. It's as though uh, feminists are afraid of that label of being racist because if you're going to be against uh, the idea of setting up mosques, then you're likely to be labelled a racist. And so do you think there is some element of that, uh, the fear of tags? I think so because uh, what we, I think what people sort of see, they, they throw a lot of tags and they throw a lot of things about bigots. In fact, you know, one of the... Feminist groups had had a poster, and on on that poster they had things like uh, uh, "Drown out the bigots, build a united front to stop them now." And uh, you know, it, it's sort of throwing out those names. We're always saying we don't call names, and yet that was one of the signs that they actually held. Yes, and uh, so drown out the bigots. If you then look like you're being a hypocrite, then you don't want to have that tag yourself. Uh, so it really is going to introduce, actually, a lot of uh, contradictions from any group that wants to stand uh, against uh, the establishment of mosques and uh, for any of these other big issues that are being faced where Christians are standing and saying, no, that's not right. Uh, so it's very difficult for anyone to stand and actually have those tags applied to them. Well, that's right. And it's interesting just in the treatment of women, again, we just in the last few weeks, we saw the issue of um, an attempted uh, snatching of a child in, uh, in, in the Middle East from a woman who had an order from the Australian family court that she should have full custody and the husband had taken the children and, and gone off to an overseas country. And there was an attempt to get the children back. And that that failed. But, of course, in Islam, the children are deemed to belong to the husband. If the marriage breaks down, then the children don't go with the mother, they go with the father. And so, again, treatment of women and children um, in that situation, we've just seen it all playing out before us in the media. And, uh, And this is another issue. Uh, what about the credibility of those radical feminist groups? It seems to me to be shot. Well, I'm not sure whether they stop and actually sort of try and work out whether it's actually contradictory or not. And we see them, as we've said, at so many of the different protests. Yeah, it's interesting. Just this week, I was sent a copy of a poster that was displayed in Canberra and was advertising a socialism conference, a weekend of radical ideas and politics. And he sent it because he I said, you'll be interested in the contrast between the issues um, that this group's promoting. And, and again, they seem very contradictory. So the issues that they were saying they're going to fight, fighting racism, uh, promoting gender and sexuality, Marxist theory, justice for Palestine, crisis in Europe and labour history. And you sort of think, you know, you put all those issues together and there's so many things that actually conflict with each other and yet... It's almost anything that seems to rebel against the conservative, against uh, the West, uh, seems to fit their agenda. And I think we come back to what I said before. You know, my enemy's enemy is my friend. And we've seen that in various places. Um, we've commented on it. We've seen the Mufti, the head of Australia, on the steps of the parliament with the left-leaning 
um, radicals having a protest, if you like, and you know proclaiming the same sorts of messages. So it's it's all rather mixed, and uh, I'm sure that the feminists perhaps don't stop to say what actually is it doing for women and what does it do for our cause. And what it does, just finally, as we wrap things together here, when we think about Christians and the Christian attitude to women, there is something that is so, so powerful and valuable in the idea that men and women are created equal in the image and likeness of God, uh, that that somehow or other ought to be a standard that should be waved high because uh, groups like this uh, somehow or other are showing dreadful contradiction because it's Christians who look more in favour of women than the feminist groups do. Well, I think that's exactly right, and, and we certainly should be not afraid to say these things and um, I think a lot of people aren't prepared to say look the example of Christianity the teaching of Christianity what we've seen throughout history um, and certainly in in the New Testament and beyond of the difference that Christianity's made in the world and it's certainly it's in the treatment of women it's in the provision of medical care it's in a whole range of things and uh, I'm reminded of a book that we read and we promoted for many years by Alvin Schmidt called How Christianity Changed the World and it just looks at every area of life and how that was changed but one of the big areas was the treatment of women and I think that's incredibly important Um, and we see the opposite of that in some of the other religions and even in some of these other radical viewpoints. Uh, Well Jenny I'll point people to the Salt Shakers website simply go to saltshakers.org.au and you'll find lots of good information there and Uh, the type of topic we're talking about today. You'll find some postings there. Mosque rejected and the unlikely feminist supporters. Jenny Stokes, always good getting your insights. Thanks so much for being with us again today on 2020. Great to be with you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.